Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode 121. That is one, two, one of Wings, Beers, and Tears, your favorite DMV sports podcast. What is going on, DMV sports fans? Another uh, page has turned on the calendar. It is officially February, which means Super Bowl is upcoming. Uh, we are a little break here in the NHL as the All-Star Game is this weekend. By the way, could there be a less... <laughs> Could there, could there be lesser excitement about major sports than their respective all-star games? Oh, my God. I think they're like 10, 20, 30 years jumped the shark in the past. But, I know. You know, you know uh, Holly texted me during the week and said, "See, like she was like throwing it in my face, see, Huntley got a Pro Bowl, so he wasn't that bad. And I was like, he had two touchdowns and three interceptions. <laughs> And he made the Pro Bowl. Are you shitting me? But apparently, it's just a skills competition. I Dude, have no like, idea. I, 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 it's <clears throat> it's a joke, man. It's a joke. Ah, well, whatever. And uh, we'll, uh, you know, we're in the throes of college basketball season. That's that's got me pretty excited. So let's get down to it, man. Wings, beers, and tears. Give us a follow on our new Twitter page. It is WBT. That's Wings, beers, and tears. WBT Pod DMV. That is our handle. It's being run by. Teenagers, so, morons. So, so hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll have better content than you and I could produce, which you know is pretty much shit. If you listen to this show over well, and over again, <laughs> <laughs> for, for all those uh, listening, maybe for the first time, we had a third member who passed away this year, and Jeremy was in control of the Twitter, and none of us knew how to do it. And I looked at the page, and we had in two years we had like fourteen followers. And I, was, I don't actually think he actually did an actual tweet at any point. I, I think know. everything was retweeted and liked. <laughs> yeah. And we, had, we had like 14 followers and we followed like 15 people. It was the worst Twitter account ever, my boy. I love you. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. All right. Wings, beers, and tears. Go ahead and download our podcast. Give us a follow. Uh, hopefully, you'll be entertained. So what's going on, Jerry? How you doing, bro? Hanging in there, man. Go Terps. Go Terps, man. All right. So let's, hey, right off the schneid, let's get into the positive here as we're talking local there sports. There we go. <clears throat> Maryland basketball. So recap real quick. Last time we talked, they were about to enter a three-game homestand, and we said, basically, you got to win all three, which seemed a bit like a tall task, but lo and behold, there they went and won all three games. So right. they beat Wisconsin uh, pretty handily. Uh, turned around and beat Nebraska very handily. You were at that game. I was. Um, and then beat Indiana the other night. Um, in a, you know, hey, look, the Big Ten is, it's like a dog-eat-dog world in the Big Ten. Everybody's going to beat everyone. That's the way it's been. That's the way it's going to be. The right. only team that's really provided any separation is Purdue, but they're still gettable, in my opinion. So it's truly a wide-open league. And I thought about it, and I'm like, well, you know what? Here's Maryland now. Double check me on the record. I think they're what fifteen and seven. They are fifteen and seven. Yeah, six and so, five in conference. So I mean, what did I say a month ago on the pod? I said if they can just get their shit together and be five hundred in the middle of February, you, you got stuff to play yeah. for. Well, they're putting themselves in that position right now. Um, I I said it more hopefully, but right. I also, I also thought the league's not that great. So I did a little research and I looked around. There isn't really a conference per se that's any good. No, nothing that's dominant. Not the like old, the not like the old ACC. Correct. So by the numbers, by the RPI numbers and the different metrics that you follow, the best conference in college basketball is actually the Pac-12. Right. 
Um, and if Jeremy were here with us, he would say they all fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, anybody west of like Colorado, he's like they just don't even exist. <laughs> they shouldn't even play. Um, but point being, the NCAA tournament this year is going to be wide fucking open. I'm talking. Just madness, cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria, you know, um, and, and I love that shit. So why not Maryland be a part of that mess? Um, right. So, well, well, here's here's sort of a breakdown of where we are, right? Maryland started 8-0. Uh, the eighth win was the Illinois game mm-hmm. when Illinois was ranked, and there was general excitement. And then there were that was followed by three consecutive losses. Um, at Wisconsin, Tennessee, UCLA, those are pretty good teams. Oh, for sure. Um, but the UCLA loss really seemed to take the wind out of the sails because it was so lopsided. 100% agree. Then they beat two scrubs, and then they lose back-to-back games to Michigan and Rutgers, both blowouts. Yep. So, you know, from, the, from December 14th to uh, the turn of the year, uh, and co- – culminating at, at a loss at Rutgers, they had lost three out of five games, but they were blowout losses. Exactly right? It's right. not like they were even in. And I don't even think those they were like ever in the game, right? No, so that's totally. why everybody was sort of like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and starting to lose focus. They did win at Ohio State, the game we went to, or mm-hmm. it was at Maryland, but the, it was against Ohio State. We went to it, and I didn't give it much respect because Ohio State was missing their best player. Uh, but since that game, they've lost – 81-67 at Iowa, and then by three to Purdue, and then they've won three straight, including yep. beating a hot Indiana team with maybe the best player in the nation. Yep. Um, and they won by 11, but I never felt when I was watching the game, and I did watch the game, mm-hmm. that they were really – I never felt that they were going to lose, even when it got close. <clears throat> I had the same feeling, man. I, I really thought <clears throat> um, – we all went to the game the other night. Good crowd, too. Um well, they're starting to get believe again. Well, exactly. Um, and Mitch made a really good point the other night. We were driving home, and I was like, yeah, man, still, you know, a few of those Terrapin Club sections aren't filling in. And he goes, fuck them. He goes, they're old. <laughs> they basically just sit in their seat the whole time. He said, what you need is that student wall and the, the lower bowl to be full. Absolutely. And they have sold out three in a row student tickets. Right. That's where it's at. And, you know, to all the old people who I know you're listening, sell me the rest of your tickets. <laughs> Sell me the rest of your uh, your rest of your home tickets. I may not go, but at least I'll go more than you because I know you ain't gonna go. <laughs> not uh, you, Todd, but you old people. Yeah, for sure. But um, now so so they have a formula that seems to work for them now. It's almost a tale of three seasons up to this point. You just outlined it perfectly. There started off eight zero. It reminds me of that quarterback, that rookie QB, where mm-hmm. you don't have any film on him. And right. he looks great. And then all of a sudden, you get the film, and you go, oh, shit. All you got to do is this to Taylor Heineke, and he's a 500 quarterback. Right. And these teams started to go, okay, here's what we're going to do to Maryland early on. We're going to take the wind out of their sails. They don't have the firepower to fight back. You know, they're very beatable. Right. It seems like Maryland kind of got back on the rails a little bit, and I think Willard first year lots of transfers it's basically a brand new mishmash squad i think he has a formula that he likes how far can that take you i have no idea but you've said it if you have a stud guard going into march you can win games because a lot of these teams are very close there's a lot of parity and if it's you know low 60s three minutes left and you need a possession where you got to score i want Jameer Young to have the ball, and well, he's going to get to the rim most of the time. Jameer Young, well, that's clearly the formula. Jameer Young is the best player on their team. 
And since the Rutgers loss, he has been the leading scorer in every win that they've had. So that's got to tell you he has got he's got to be your mellow. He he you no know, he's got to be your it. mellow tremble man. He's re, he reminds me of a, a little mellow, a little Anthony Cowan, you know, almost right. a little Des Wells, like a guy that you're like he's not that big. He's a good shot, but whatever. He gets to the rim every right. fucking time he wants. Well, Any time he, he wants. He has to be your best player. And he, and he has he, been. Yeah, and he has been. But if he's not, you lose, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, I mean, they lost to Purdue um, by three in Julian Reese, who has played much better since the Ohio State game. I mean, his trajectory right, right now is going this way. I, I mean, he's, he's... But he was the leading scorer of that game, uh, and they lost by three. Now... It may not have anything to do with it, uh, but but it looks like that the formula is put the ball in Jameer Young's hands and oh, yeah. let him win the game for you, or trust that he'll do make enough plays, assists, whatever to to get you a win. Hundred percent, man. Um, and it looks like Scott has sort of become the third, mm-hmm. and and maybe maybe that had something to do. Maybe it was they sort of had a team meeting, or Kevin Willard sort of said. He's getting too many shots. Um, he's he's becoming too much of a focal point. It's not good for whatever reason. Uh, but he he is sort of a complimentary player, mm-hmm. um, and that seems to translate the wins. You know, it's funny. I think it almost suits him better too because Maybe. he looks a little more comfortable not having the ball in his hand every offensive possession because he's he's a hybrid. He's a weird player. He's only like six seven, six eight. But he can play the five, but then he goes outside and he's got a nice stroke from three. So you're kind of like, what are you? Right. That's the kind of guy you want to have some freedom to roam around. And I think for a while to start the season, before Young really established himself, I think Reese started the year very tentative, very soft. Right. You know, you could tell he was a, a piece of work. You know, he needed development. Well, it was all about Scott. Well, he's not that hard to defend when he's the main focal point. Right. When he becomes the complimentary player, he's a nightmare to defend. And oh. the other night was a prime example because they had to keep Trace Jackson on Reese because he was having a good game. The guards couldn't keep up with Young. Right. Basically, the shot clock got down to 10, and it was like, oh, let's find Dante on the block one-on-one. Nobody can fucking cover him. He's a, he's a monster, you right. know? But if he's your focal point and Reese is non-existent, well, then you could put Trace Jackson on him, and it's a different ball game. Sure, you know. So, so they're finding their way. Are they great? No. Are they fun to watch? I, I think they are. They hey, work. Just, re- just make the tournament, bro. That's it, man. They just work really fucking hard. The coaches seem to to be cohesive. Right. Like the assistants know what they're doing. Um, actually, Willard had a really cool bit about his rotation. Because Chris Naki asked him the other night, he goes, yeah, in the second half, you only played six guys, basically. He goes, Emelian got a couple minutes and played pretty well. but he's, And he said, I used to think, you know, you got a sub, you got a sub, you got a sub. And he goes, and then I realized it's only 20 minutes of, of actual basketball. He goes, two TV timeouts? That's an eight and a half to nine minute break minimum. Each coach is going to use at least two in the second half. One of those is going to be another TV timeout. He goes, before you know it, your stud player, he's been sitting cold for 12, 13 minutes. Right. He goes, these kids are, are fit. They're good to go, man. He's like, the first half is where you make your substitutions, keep the other team on their heels. And the second half, he's like, you ride your horses until the end. I fucking side. love it, dude. Right. You know? Well, I mean, they're like I said, they're 15 and 7. They only play one ranked team going forward. And, of course, that's uh, the home game against Purdue, who's currently ranked number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here are your closeout games, right? Two away games at Minnesota. They're atrocious. Um, 
at Michigan State, home to Penn State, home to Purdue, at Nebraska, home to Minnesota again, mm-hmm. home to Northwest, Northwestern, at Ohio State, at Penn State. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I obviously you got to find four or five wins in there. I think their goal is five because I think they get to that 20 win mark before the Big Ten tournament, and I think they're in. Right. You know, I, I think if you win 20 and you're 500 or above in conference play, I think they're going to get in. Yeah. I mean, that, what is there? There's nine games left. I think you got to win five of them. Yeah. You can go five and four. I think you're in. Um, they should go more than that, though, man. I mean, <clears throat> listen, I get it. Anybody can beat anybody. Sure. Right. Um, Minnesota is like seven and 15. Did you right? see their game against Indiana the other night, though? I did not. Indiana scored a bucket with 30 seconds left to, to take the lead. And then they got a free throw at the end. I get it. I they're, mean, they're seven and fifteen. So yeah, point being, right? You're a hundred percent right. If you're going to steal a road game, it has to be at Minnesota. Yeah, Penn State. Um, are they any good? They're fourteen and eight. They're okay. They're not. Yeah, terrible. they're not bad. They're not bad. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Michigan. The name Michigan State scares me. I, I just I, they're just good, do. man. It, yeah, I mean, Izzo's it, the he's, best. They're they're a pain in the ass to play against. They're 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 good. Um, and the road games in conference are a nightmare. They always happen. Go back to the ACC play, now Big Ten play. Road games are a bitch, man. You know? I know they, they are. They are. But if you want to be a good team, right, if you want to be a tournament team, then these are the games you have to win. You got to steal a couple on the road, and you got to hold serve at home. Yep. You know? Um, their resume looks really good though Pretty good yeah because i was looking at the uh, ken palm rankings i uh-huh. guess that's the latest one it used to be rpi now it's ken palm all that bullshit and ken palm had him at like 19 right 20 I, and those wins against miami and st louis early in the season are huge yeah um yep. and like i told i was talking to frank frank went to the game with me the other night and um and he's like why are you pulling for miami because i was like i hope miami pulls it out i was like that's a quality win we had on a neutral site, and we beat them by like 18. I'm yep. like, if Miami can go on and win the ACC championship or something, that all that does is, is boost our resume. I'm like, those are the wins that you really want. Um, yeah. So here are the standings as we as we are sitting right now. We're tied with Iowa, both at six and five, um, and Indiana and Michigan State. I mean, they're, they're they're you put those teams all in a bag and they all beat each other. Right. You know, I mean that's just the way it is. Michigan is 5 and 5, Penn State is 5 and 6. This is all in conference. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin's 4 and 6, Ohio State's 3 and 7, Nebraska's 3 and 9, Minnesota is 1 and 10. So, but look above us. Look at Northwestern. I know they're 6 and 4. I mean, yeah. You know, you know who coaches there? The old Duke guard, uh, Chris Collins. Chris Collins. I got a bunch of, a bunch of whiteies I hate, dude. <laughs> Seriously, I used to hate that dude. He's just a, a rich whitey that I wanted to curb I stomp. I think they still have – their stud, I'm pretty sure, is still there is Nance. Remember Larry Nance? Yeah. He played for the Cleveland Cap. His kid goes there. I think he's 6'10", and he's a monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's fucking good. So, but – you have three remaining games, one Nebraska, two against Minnesota. You got to get three out of those. You got to win all three You got to get three of those. Right. Then you play Ohio State again, but it's there. You get two with Penn State. You got to win one of those. Second, that, that's your fourth win. And then you got to get uh, either Northwestern. I don't know. It's just something about them that don't scare me. 
Um, and that Michigan State is 14. Eh, you know, you got to squeeze one. You got to, I'm with you. Fucking Michigan is 5 and 5 in the Big Ten and 11 and 10 overall. They have, I think they have the third hardest schedule. Yeah, got to be. Uh, yeah. They, they played all the big dogs early on. Um, <clears throat> they, lost the Fuck Ar- they lost the Arizona State, UVA, Kentucky, mm-hmm. Carolina, mm-hmm. Central Michigan, <laughs> Michigan State. Iowa, Merlin, Purdue, Penn State. Yeah. I mean, yeah. None, none, the only Penn loss State on beat, there. Penn State beat them by 20, 22. Jerry, it's so weird, man. Holy shit. So take Wisconsin, for example, right? We went to Wisconsin, lost by five. That was our first loss. And I think we had a chance to tie it with a three, missed it, fouled them. They hit two free throws. So it was basically a one-possession game. We come back home, and we beat Wisconsin by 18, 19. And it didn't even feel that close. Right. It doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, none of it makes sense. Shit, dude. Michigan beat us by almost 40. And then we beat them by, what, 15? Yeah. I, I, it, it's so weird. Um, each game kind of takes on its own you know, little mini drama. At this point in the season, though, you kind of are who you are. There's no more feeling out. Your, your roster is what it is. It's not, it's not the pros. You don't make a trade. Um, and we are trajectory. Our trajectory, I believe, is going in the right direction based on the formula that they have right now. And you said it. Jameer Young, stud guard, get the ball in his hands. You've got complimentary scoring now from Reese at the five, which he didn't have the first 10, 15 games of the year. Right. And is he a world beater? No, but he's certainly competent. He, he went toe-to-toe with Trace Jackson the other night and gave him a run. You know, um, That guy, by the way, for my money, is the best player in college basketball. He's Dude. stud, man. He struggled the other night. You could tell he was just off his game. Students were in his head. Finished with 18 and 20 rebounds. <laughs> Dude, the guy's a monster. Yeah. And it, 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 Willard said it. He goes, that's probably his worst game of the year. And he goes, he just, he's got 20 rebounds on yeah. us. He goes, that guy, he goes, if I'm an NBA G- GM, he's like, I'm taking that kid taking in that a dude. heartbeat. You know, I'm, sure so the, I'm sure the Wizards will pass over <laughs> for some guy from Yugoslavia. Is that, is that even a country anymore? <laughs> I don't believe so. Um, they, they always get some guy from Europe. I'm like, who the f-? And, and And that idiot. Whoever does, you know, he hypes up every pick. There's never a bad pick, right? But the Wizards would always draft some European guy. They'd be like, he's going to take a couple years. And once he said that, I was like, click. <laughs> that guy's going to suck. I know. Right? Um, didn't like, they just trade? Yeah, they just traded like, you're a Kachimoto, whatever that guy's Yeah, and that was, was their number one pick yeah. like four or five years ago. Fucking his Grunfeld back? Right? And then they got this guy, this new guy, got props for getting rid of him and getting what he got back. I'm like, well, he made the bad pick in the fucking first place. And, and now they've won six in a row. I know. Yeah. Whatever. It's the NBA. They I, got, like, I know. They got the Wizards have some sort of like male model who's <laughs> kind of like feminine. I don't know. He's, he's always dressing in dresses. I don't know. His name's Kuzma. Oh, Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. yeah, yeah apparently yeah. he's a model. Like if like as long as that like, dude can play, that dude can play. Yeah, he can play. He <laughs> makes like ninety million dollars a game. I know, and he's a male model. I mean, fuck you, dude. <laughs> Some people just have all the luck. Uh, I don't like you at all. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he'll come on the pod. And he's probably <laughs> funny. He's probably like funny. Too. I know he's like charming. Yeah, probably Bastard. a good dude. God, I fucking hate that guy. Uh, yeah, man. So it's it, it's fun to, uh, that we're having this conversation about the Terps because rewind a year ago and it was lame duck coach. A team that was, they were working hard. God bless them. Eric Ayala, Fats Russell, those guys gave it their all. They just weren't good. I felt about Turgeon as I feel about Ron Rivera. Eh, just fucking old and kind of blonde. Maybe he'll scrape by and be close to 500 and blah, 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 blah. So so the scuttlebutt on Turgeon is he still has his house in Potomac, hasn't moved back to the Midwest yet, 
And I think he's just waiting for Ewing to get the axe at Georgetown. And I've heard he's the front runner for the Georgetown job. It makes makes sense. I mean, that might be the perfect fit for him. If Patrick Ewing wasn't fucking Patrick Ewing, he'd have been fired three years ago. Jerry, it's painful to watch, dude. That, that he that's was considered an elite NBA assistant coach, right? Like top of the pecking order. When he got that Georgetown job, I was like, man, what a hire! Dude. Oh my God, fucking! He has driven that car right into the lake. I mean, he's gonna call me and you for recruiting. No shit. I, I heard his post game press conference the other night. It was painful. Oh, he he sounds a little like Walt Williams right now. Does he? Oh. He's like <laughs> the problem was Walt, my man. He goes. So apparently they lost to Creighton, who went on an 18-2 to two run to end the ha- first half, and that's what did Georgetown in. And Ewing's assessment was, well, what happened was we couldn't score the basketball, and then we really couldn't stop them from making shots. Next thing you knew, game was out of hand. It's like, oh, fuck me. Man. Jesus Christ. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, man. I mean, dude, who was that guy that had, I kept calling him Adolf Hitler. He looked like he had that little short mustache. <laughs> oh, that's right. And he – what was it, Craig Eshrick? Eshrick, yeah. Yes. I was like, dude, that guy's in, that gets a fucking Nazi. But he was he was like John Thompson, Big John's like right hand man. And Eshrick, they, they made the tournament a bunch of times under yeah. him. Like, like I mean, don't really they wish they could go back to that guy, <laughs> no right? Shit, I dude. bet he's sitting back going, "Where, where are you at now, motherfucker? You guys <laughs> bitching? Told you, told you, told you, I wasn't that bad, right? Yeah. Well, John Thompson made that school what it was when he left. It's honestly not a good job. I mean, dude, in the DMV, it's hard to get well, the, guys to go there. And man. there's really there's no more Big East. Nope. Right. And it was I mean, just, there is, but it's yeah, shit. but no, nothing yeah. like it was. 100%. Right. I mean, I was watching. I mean, Alonzo Mourning is my favorite college basketball player of all time. When I was in high school, because Maryland had just happened to bias, and you know, yep. I, I went my I went a, my different way after Lynn Bias died. Mm-hmm. I just didn't really want to. I just didn't – I guess it hurt too bad to be – so I just sort of gravitated to Georgetown, mm-hmm. and I loved Alonzo Mourning. Dude, he was awesome. Yeah, he would, like, God, dunk on people and then blow kisses to him and shit. Yeah, and he, man. He was, and, he was a beast, dude. And I thought it was freaking hilarious. And then just to think about where they were then, you know? I mean, lock Sweet 16. Dude, think about the year that they finally decided to play one another, and it was Gary – <clears throat> and Thompson. It was they, Joe Smith. That's correct. They buried the hatchet. They played that game at US Air Arena at the time. <laughs> Going way back right. in Landover. And I remember I remember watching that game on home team sports. And I think Georgetown was like a 10-point favorite. You know, right. Othello Harrington was the big dog. Othello Harrington <laughs> from Mississippi. That's yeah. correct. And Maryland came in with all these freshmen. So they had Joe Smith that was a freshman. And then they had Dwayne Simpkins, X-Ray Hip. All those guys were on that team as sophomores. And they were like, hey, this upstart Maryland team. Maryland got it to overtime and then won. And then won. And, I mean, that was really – that's where the two programs started to diverge. And right. Gary just – he started to get the Othello Harringtons of the world. And Thompson was on – you know, he was getting older at that point. Right. You know? Um, you know what I remember about that game? I could wait for it to be over because West Virginia was on their undefeated season and they were playing on TV and they kept – when they went to overtime, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> What is this game still on for? <laughs> but I remember, I was like, Joe Smith, that guy is such a badass. Nobody knew who he was. Like, how the fuck did that guy end up in Maryland? I mean, Jerry, it was like a, it came from guy, nowhere. That guy, he was from Norfolk. He got overlooked by everybody. Every big dog, like blue blood, you know, college basketball program was like, uh, he's tall. I, yeah. He's thin. I mean, I remember when Maryland got Steve Francis, everybody was talking about it. Like, this guy's the next Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody's talked about Joe Smith, nope. and then he he averaged like twenty a game. 
dude, he was 20 and 12 because he only stayed two years. Yeah, he, he was. Two. I think he averaged in his two years, it was like 21 and a half and 12 and a half boards. Are you shitting me? What a monster. You know who was the unluckiest basketball player I've ever seen in my life? Who's that? Terrence Morris. Uh, Terrence yep. Morris had the most beautiful shot I've ever seen, and they would all go in and out. Like, I don't ever remember him having a bad shot. It was just, I don't remember him so making a lot of So all Jimmy Chitwood's rattled in, all of his rattled out. <laughs> I just remember Terrence Morris. I mean, he would he set up, he'd have a beautiful look, he had a beautiful stroke, it looked good, and it would like roll around, go back out. By the way, real quick, we've gotten off the rails a little bit, but I love it. This is going to be Mitch's favorite episode so <laughs> far. He's going to sit here with his popcorn and listen to this one like three times, go down nostalgia lane. Yeah. Um, before we uh, hop off of uh, college basketball and the Terps, the other night at the game, one of the greatest. First of all, Indiana's uniforms. They still wear the the striped. The striped, w- yeah. The barbershop, fucking quartet. awesome. Yeah, just tremendous. Fans were great. They're they're. I, lo- I love the red and white color scheme, obviously, but just a classic uniform. There's a dude in front of us at the concession stand with a letter jacket, and it was Hickory. <laughs> and I was like, that That's is great. fucking great, dude. Yeah. And I was like, I, mad props to that, yeah. man. You know, Jimmy transfers down to turn. Hey, we're in bad trouble. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought that was. I thought that was cool. As Nobody shit. will watch that movie with me. By the way. Every Thanks. time it comes on, everybody clears out of the room. If you would like to text George, he will be over here in a heartbeat. Oh, One of his favorites, man. Love it. Oh, loves it. Loves it. Loves it. All right, man. So, Terps, let's go. Let's keep it rolling. Like you said, Minnesota game's a, a big one. All right, give me the next two. So, so by, by, by the time we have our next podcast, Maryland will have played at Minnesota and at Michigan State. State. Give me your prediction. Yeah, they'll be one and one. I think the Minnesota game Saturday night, it's 9 o'clock at Minnesota on Saturday night. It's Jesus. weird. I think they win, but I think it's going to be like, oh, shit, in the second half. We're going to be down like six or seven. I think we come back and win by three or four. It's close. It's ugly. I think Michigan State salts it away. It wins by eight. Both right. games ugly. But I say we go one and one in the next two. That puts us at 16 and eight. I think that puts us in a pretty decent spot. You're probably right, but I'm going to go two and oh. I love it. I uh, love it. I just think they have a, a good formula right now. They do. And uh, I think I think they'll beat – I think that they'll beat Minnesota by ten plus, and I think they will. Uh, it'll be a close dog, like dog fight against Mississippi or Michigan State. It'll be ugly, right? Um, they'll win by three or four. Okay, I, I, dude, I love it. I hope you're right. Interesting travel plans for them too. So they're flying out Friday for the game Saturday night. They're actually staying. That's in the smart. Why would you come back? Yeah, because yeah. the game's Tuesday night yeah. against Michigan State. Thanks, schedulers. Yeah, who cares about school? Just win (laughs) games, bro. That's right. That's right. Uh, All right, man. So where to next? You want to go to the Caps? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of limped into the... uh, Fucking old, man. Chandler Stevenson, (laughs) (laughs) all-star. Dave, my boy Dave, sent me that. Oh, boy. All right. So, again, the... Dave Evans sent that to you? Dave Evans sent that to me. <laughs> That's funny as shit. Um, yeah, so the All-Star Game's a joke. Um, I don't even know why they still have it and make the guys go, but whatever. Uh, it's in South Florida. Um, it's getting some good pub. I, I, I think that the format is a little bit more entertaining, but no one watches All-Star Games, Pro Bowls anyway. Nobody and hockey knows. is the least watched of the major sports. I mean, literally... Anyone that's not a, a, a hardcore Caps fan has no idea that this is All-Star Weekend. Um, Ovi will be there. Um, that's cool. So he doesn't have to sit out the first game following the break, right? Yeah, he's feeling pretty good. And I think with the new format, it's a little less taxing on them. Right. I thought, but normally, doesn't he just skip the All-Star stuff and then he has to miss he the next game? He used to because it was way more like cumbersome to do everything. Right. I think they've made it – because – 
Crosby did it the year after. When right. Ovi did it, he got crucified. Then Crosby did it, and everybody's like, well, eh. And then the year after, guess what? They revamped the whole All-Star festivities. <laughs> so <clears throat> bottom line is a much-needed break for a lot of the guys because they are old. They are banged up. Um, they're still very strange, and I'm a bit frustrated that the coaching staff hasn't really put their foot down and established a little bit more consistency. They have a plethora of forwards now, mm-hmm. whereas before they were just calling anybody that had a pulse to come up and play on the fourth line. Now you're healthy scratching two legitimate players every game. That's right. not a bad problem to have. I said it on the last pod. I still think LaViolette is completely overthinking everything, and I don't know why. It's hey, frustrating. I just think they need to trade somebody. I So the rumor mill has Lars Eller being one of the top centers in, in the, you know, at the trade deadline. And I, obviously he would go out West. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, th- I think that's, that was going to be my player that could probably get you the most value and makes the most sense. hundred percent, hundred percent. Cause he's still good enough <clears throat> for a contender out West. They're going to give you a King's ransom for him as a rental, mm-hmm. you know, and very few guys get that. So I don't want to burst your bubble <clears throat> on caps. I don't think they're going to really <clears throat> add too much to the roster, Jerry. I really don't. Um, if they add anybody, it might be a little defensive depth, right? And that'll it, depend on what they think about Carlson. It'll be it, it, it'll be one of the. It's like every trade deadline, right? They get some big veteran, tough defenseman, right? Right, but it was it, Brendan Dillon a few years ago. Somebody of that ilk, I think, could come this way. Didn't but maybe Brooks, not. Didn't Brooks Orpik come at a trade, or is that was that a free? That agent? was off season. That was off season. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be something like that. I mean, they're going to have to ride ride who they got. That's it, man. Um, you know, he's playing really well right now. It, although defensively speaking, we're kind of a mess. But I think Faravari is really stepping up and playing well. People on uh, RMNB. Mm-hmm. Machine that I never seen. Yeah, yeah. RMNB. Yeah. yeah. Um, they are critical of Orloff. Of why the, yeah, I don't know why they're so critical of the guys that are fucking carrying us. Yeah. As soon as Carlson got hurt, Orloff is playing like 25 minutes a night. 25 minutes, man. Dude, he hits hard, big shot, plays on the penalty kill, never complains. What do you have? That beautiful game winner a couple uh, couple games ago in overtime. Yeah. Fuck else do you want from him? I think he's not a top stud defenseman. Right. He's probably your two, three, four guy. Right. And right now he's being asked to play number one minutes, and he's doing it. Right. What the hell are they critical of? Well, I think that that's right. He, he is the number one, but he's not a number one. But they expect him to be a number one. I mean, I think the long and the short of it is, as predicted, the Caps are just. Old, they are. They're old and they're slow. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Backstrom, for all of his greatness, it continues to be an anchor on the team. Um, I don't think. I mean, I don't I'll attribute any fault to him. He's he's got a big number, mm-hmm. and he's just not very good. I, he's crafty. Don't get me wrong. He doesn't suck, but they have a bunch of guys who are old with big contracts, and you know they're they're injury prone. Um, and they're just not very good skaters. Now, the only thing that gives me hope is the only thing that gives me hope every year is that when you get to the playoffs, they are pretty big. Mm-hmm. And they can lay some wood. Sure. Um, but they don't score very much. I mean, they, they, they're, you know, Ovechkin's really good on the power play, obviously. But if you take that away, um, it all comes down like it always does or usually does is Kuznetsov. And if he's mm-hmm. on, then they can play with people. If yep. he's. Going through one of his funks like he is in the 
second half or the first half, right? Right. Like the last 15 games where he's pretty much non-existent, then they're going to struggle. See, last pod, I told you, I thought he has been the anchor right now because he, he needs to be one of your best players, and he's been dreadful. Yeah. Um, since that pod, he's been so much better. Do you think he's on the trade block? No. Nah. Nah, he's one of those guys, his skating ability is too pure. He's a center. And whether whether or not you like whether you like it or not, he's gonna have fifteen to twenty games a year that he's just disinterested. Yeah. And he just flakes out. You gotta find the right line pairings and everything to work together. The fact that Tom Wilson still isn't a hundred percent, because he's not. He's he, not he's not the old that's Tom Wilson. Really killing us. That is killing, yes. He he came back almost four weeks later than what they had projected. And he still doesn't look right to me. And he was out for a while. And he, he's, and he missed, was out. he's missed a couple games. He's missed a couple games the last two games. That's right. So and that really concerns me more than anything. He, um, I mean, I get the sense they may shut him down. That would really worry me because then there's an underlying thing that's probably not ACL related. Right. My guess is in his rehab, did he tweak a groin or a hammy or – I don't know. Did did, did an ankle, uh, something like that, and that that worries the shit out of me. Kemper and Lindgren have to be great. Yeah, um, I think Lindgren probably needs more more starts. Yeah, it depends on who you talk to. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I guess it really only matters what Kemper thinks, right? Yeah, <sighs> I would say what the coaching staff thinks, but right now they're not. They're kind of in my doghouse a little bit right now. Um, I don't know. They're they're a weird team. That they are that a weird Toronto team. game was so odd to me. We were the better team for probably 45 minutes, but the 15 minutes we weren't the better team were so awful. Yeah, they, they just scored at will. They, they could have scored 10 goals in 15 minutes. Right. I, how does a team <laughs> How does an NHL game go like that? I, I don't, don't know. I don't quite like if understand. You're professionals, it. yeah. I know. Um it's well, just Well, I mean, Carlson seems to be out for a while. And it, I mean, I, the it, fact that he's I th- literally only just skating with non like yeah. not even with the team, it really is concerning. I think we're back to the uh, maybe they make the playoffs. Yeah, type thing. It's going to be a grind, man. I mean, yeah. we're that's divisional standing. Where where are they at? They're they. Uh, th- when I saw they beat, uh, I think it was Phoenix or or maybe it was Arizona or somebody. Mm-hmm. They were tied with the Penguins for the last couple wild card spot. They beat the Penguins in overtime, which was a big win. And then they, um, and then they beat Columbus, which was big, and sandwiched in between that was the Toronto loss. Yeah. So, so Columbus. Yeah. So I think I think right now they're in one of the wild card positions. I think you're right. What What's really um, concerning to me is the Islanders, who I didn't think were very good, but they're right behind us. Just made a play for Bo Horvat. I know. I saw that. And I told you I didn't want him going to Carolina. Right. And I'm glad he didn't go to Carolina. What I wanted to say was I didn't want him anywhere else in the East, um, and and that concerns me. Um, again, they're not a juggernaut, the Islanders. Well, they're boring as shit. Boring right? as hell, score. but Horvat certainly helps, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so the Caps right now are technically in a playoff position, but Pittsburgh's got games in hand. Um, and the Caps have injuries. And the Caps have injuries. Um it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a grind. But they that winning streak that they went on in, what was that, December into early January, right. where they were, you know, 12-2-2 two, two or something like that, that put them in this position where they kind of control their own destiny. I, I mean, mean, the Caps have 
four more games in Pittsburgh. That's crazy. I know. It's huge. Well, yeah, the games in hand right now are a concern. Yeah, they got to uh, – well, let's see the first – I guess first two that come out of the All-Star break. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Fucking Boston next Saturday. Yep. And then they they play San Jose, Carolina, Florida. Man, those are – yeah, I mean, you got to get you got to get four. Those. You got to get four points. Maybe you get a fifth. You know, you get uh, a, a loser point in there yeah, somewhere. You got to try to get five out of those four. We can talk about it next week, but that's tough, man. Yeah, you know, it's maybe. it's not going to be easy. I'm, I just I don't have a good feeling. I, I I'm I'm kind of with you a little bit. Um, I'd like to be a bit more optimistic. The thing is, I don't have a defeatist feeling either. I think right. they're gonna they're gonna push. They're gonna grind. Um, they're gonna be there. Uh, can they get over the hump? Can they can they secure one of those last spots? And like we talked about now with the way the formatting goes, it doesn't really matter what spot you're in. I mean, you just gotta fucking win. <laughs> you just gotta you just gotta find your way into the playoffs and I don't care who you play, you're gonna have to find a way to win. Right. So, you know. Carolina, they look great on paper. Um, they're a bear of a matchup, but they kind of play an ugly, heavy style. So do the Caps. That might work Well, the Caps know them. Exactly. It's different when you're, like, playing your rival, man. Absolutely, man. You know? Absolutely. It's different. I I get worried when they go out west because I just don't think they give a fuck. I know. know? I know. Yeah, so let's talk about the NFL. All right, let's do it, man. So what did you think of the the two games last weekend? So you and I both picked San Francisco. Yes. However. (laughs) I did not know that their quarterback would die in their first – Fucking kidding yeah, me! Yeah, I mean, apparently his elbow just basically exploded. Exploded. Um, um, and poor Josh Johnson. <laughs> he, like he didn't want to be out there at all. Um, Isn't he like my age? Yeah, he played, played, <laughs> played for the Skins for a while. He did. I, um, I, I think I heard this is his 18th different NFL contract. Yeah, yeah. I mean, career journeyman. He's so, like Babe Laufenberg. <laughs> just wondering why you couldn't get a better backup, but whatever. Yeah, um, right. But once he went out, it was pretty much game set and match. But even with Purdy in, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure they had beaten Philadelphia anyway. Um, uh, yeah, you, you never know. Um, that game went south early. Yeah, I mean, um, um, so that didn't – I mean, once he went out, that was – and I saw who the backup was. Oh. Uh, I, for some reason, I thought it was Garoppolo, but I don't know why I thought that. Um, so that didn't really surprise me. The second game was a good game. Um, I have money in our in our little – pool at mm-hmm. good council and i i got the first pick so i picked kansas city so i actually win money if the, but i thought cincinnati got cheated i thought since um, he was a better team i i mean cheated every, might be cheated cheated might be a bad or strong word there were so many calls that may have been right but just circumstantially you're like how the fuck did that happen everybody's harping on a lot of the interpretations of the rules yeah. especially in the second half I'm going to almost take a Jeremy approach on this one. I think the referees ruined that game in the first quarter. There were three or four phantom flags on both teams that completely ruined big plays and drives. They took seven off the board from KC at one point for that holding call. Like, there's a bunch of shit that you were like, what's going on? Really? That game had the look of a good 35-31 shootout. And I think that first quarter, the way it was called, it sucked the life right out of both coordinators. The calls... Like on that last drive with the late hit, I mean that was a late hit. That was, it, it, that was it, stupid, that's, right? And that's yeah. why people are looking at that, and I'm going, no, 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 rewind three quarters. Yeah, Th- that 
you almost have to call. What I think, where I think that Cincinnati got a, got hosed on, there was a play. on. They stopped them on third down. I know. The punt team was coming out. I know. And they and did literally a do-over. They blew it and said he called timeout. Yep. And normally when you call timeout, the ref is running in, blowing his whistle, which cues other refs to blow the whistle. So there's, you know, they might snap the ball and hand it off, and the running back sort of gets it and jogs, you know, right. and it stops. Here, they ran an entire fucking play. Nobody heard the whistle. Even the offense ran off the field, <laughs> and the punt team came back on. And right. it was like, no, wait a minute. I had no idea what was going on. And apparently there is some film of the back judge or the back corner guy waving his hands, right? Right. But what the fuck? Does he not have a whistle? Uh, um, I mean, yeah. You, I, I don't think I've ever seen it where the offensive team, the person looking at the freaking ref, didn't stop. Right. Um, and it was that was such a momentous because that was in the fourth quarter. It was. Tie ball game. You have the punt team out. Then the next play, they get a fucking penalty on uh, uh, Eli Apple, and they continue to drive. Yep. It was just a fucking killer. It was. Now, at the end of the day, I don't think it resulted in points because eventually I think Cincinnati got it back, and then, mm -hmm. you know, Burrow fucked up, and then, then that was that last drive. Yeah. Yeah, right, Major. You're right. Exactly, Major. Um, so... There's a car driving down the street. Which <laughs> they lose their this isn't his reaction to the referees on no. Sunday. No. no, but I just I don't think the refs cost it. But that it was some weird shit. Like it, you, it, you it, don't see. Weird is the perfect word for it. The game had no flow, and for two teams that are probably the two best teams left, it, Philly's obviously know, up man. there. I don't but know. Philly's Philly's good. I still maintain. I think Buffalo is up there. They just, you know, choked, they just, they just choked yeah, it away. They just they don't play well in the playoffs. No. But for, for two teams that really could, you know, have a good it's almost like a heavyweight bout that by the second round, they're just holding on to each other. Yeah. They're just waiting for it to kind of get to the last round and then throw a couple of haymakers. It's like, guys, you guys are better than this. Well, I, you know. The the good thing about the Super Bowl is that you have two teams who have deserved it all year make it. I, I personally, I some people like when like the wild card gets in. I really don't because that means they. I mean, unless it's my team, sure. Right, but that really means it's like you were only good for four weeks, mm -hmm. six weeks. You got hot. You yep. got on the heater, right? But these two teams have been the best teams probably in their conferences all year. Yeah, um, and. You know, I assume the two-week layoff will give Mahomes more chance to look better. I think now, it, isn't Hertz also banged up? Hertz is also banged up. Yeah. Right, everybody's banged up right now. That's true. true. Um, you know, but it, it just – I just assume that Kansas City is going to find a way until they don't find a way. I, I'm with you on that one. You know? Um, they got stopped last year by Burrow and company, and this year they, they got over the hump. Um, Mahomes needs to be – I mean, he's going to be better – Health wise, than he was this past right. week. I mean, two weeks of of, of everything. But they got to get help. wide receivers back, and I think that will happen. That'll help. Also pull I think some the key to this game is going to be which defensive line has the right scheme to get pressure on the opposing quarterback without having to bring a ton of heat. Right. You know, who can get home from that edge position? Who from the middle can just make a disruptive play? Not. I'm not talking about the big ten yard strip sack fumble. I'm talking about getting to Hertz and not allowing him to slide over and sling that ball. Get to him and make him. Double clutch, make him tuck it down and go. Fuck, I gotta, I gotta go down to my checkoff guy. Yeah, you, you gotta know? get pressure with four because if he escapes, 
you're it, screwed, man. You, well, if he escapes and you rush four, you could still have linebackers minimize the rush, right? right. Minimize the damage. But if you're if you can't get pressure with four and you're bringing running ba- or bringing linebackers and then they miss, bingo. Now you have a now you have a fifteen to twenty yard run because if everybody's if the defensive backs are running with the wide receivers, they're not looking back right. to see if he's running. So sure. Um, whoever I, I do agree that whoever could get pressure with four mm-hmm. and sort of keep everybody contained, that's a big deal. And both teams can. I mean, both teams front four are very Look, impressive. Man, absolutely, man. man. You know, people are talking about Mahomes, Hurts for good reason. You're talking about all the skill guys that each team has, and they've got a ton, man. I mean, the wide receivers from Philly are no joke, and obviously, yeah, KC kills you with speed. I mean, they they got you know both both good tight ends and stuff, but both defenses, especially up front with their front seven. Very impressive. Right. You know? Well, let's make the pick next week. <clears throat> yeah. I did not hear – we'll end with the commanders. I did not hear what happened with the press conference. Give me a synopsis with uh, – you said uh, – it, it, it was more of an interview, Jason Wright. Jason Wright. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he went on, and he basically said that the program is on track, that they're doing the right things. It was such a canned uh, – just like – Self-glorifying thing, and it felt like nothing had changed. He was like, look at all the changes, because it was on the the one-year anniversary of the big reveal that they would be the commanders. And he's like, a year into this, we're so much further than anybody thought we would be. Well, I mean, uh, I'm, okay, still wait, I'm still waiting for a fucking owner announcement. We're well, getting just, we're getting into February just, now. All of this is just lip service until we know who is in charge. I mean, people said March, but I thought that was when they consummated the deal, not like when it was announced and they're going to start the pro- paperwork process. Um, can you imagine a revolt if Dan Snyder comes out with the announcement that he's not selling? Jerry? I've there would be I can't imagine that's going to actually happen. I can't imagine either because I can't believe he'd be that stupid, but he might. He it's possible. Or what if he says, uh, I have I'm going to sell 30 percent of the team and I'm going to remain the I know I know it's it's so when you have an ownership group that clearly doesn't give a shit because they're lame ducks. It makes you wonder. They have so much fucking money. It's like Monopoly money. I know. And if he sits here and waffles for two or three years and looks like the biggest asshole on earth, he's already the biggest asshole on earth. I know. But this I, would this would this would be the biggest. Ah, uh, this would be the biggest kick in the, the balls. This would to, be the biggest kick in the balls to the fan base that no they ever doubt about it. It's not chipping away. It's not suing your fans. It's not just terrible ownership. Terrible decisions. Terrible treatment. No, this of is Lucy and Charlie Brown, and this and is Lucy it. and the Charlie. I mean, this is one big fuck you to the fan yep. base who is clamoring, clamoring for you to leave. I mean, and you please. have carrot. You know, you have the carrot. You yep. dangled the carrot that you're leaving, and if you pull it back. There it's funny be, he, this, he can't show up at the stadium anymore. So when this news came down that he was going to sell, and then everybody's like, "Oh, it's just going to be minority," and then it came out, "No, this it, is the real deal. It's going to be the full sale. The, the wheels have have gone in motion for too long. He's too deep down the rabbit hole with all the consultants and everything. And like you said, all the 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 verified buyers that are in line and everything else. My first thought was greed, and I'm like, "All right, I want the Bezos, Jay Z, All Star ownership team." I want them to run it like the fucking you know cowboys and just throw all the money at it and let's just let's reinvent this thing. Now I'm at the point I don't even care who it is. Well, I don't care if it's that dude that didn't buy the Broncos. The, he was like the last in yeah. line and he got bid outbid at the last minute to buy the Broncos. Apparently right. he's you know savvy businessman got his conglomerate, but they're like oh he's super boring at this point. I take him in a heartbeat. 
take him in a heartbeat. I want the guy who owns the Sixers because he's a local guy. I think that's the same one. So maybe yeah, I think I think guy. that's him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and he, you know, he seems to. I mean, I would love for Ted to do it, but I don't think he's anywhere close to that. Um, no. Well, I mean, I just. You know, Jason Wright seems to be a very smart guy. Um, hey, he's a gentleman. He's a pro. Right. Uh, whether, but, it's, whether it's just talking the, the, the company line or not, he does it really well, and he's polished. Yeah. Good on him. And, um, you know, I thought that, you know, the Carolina uh, hired uh, Frank Reich. Yeah. And they took a lot of flack for it mm-hmm. because they passed over the African-American candidate. Um, I really don't think race had anything to do with it. I think it has to do with, as the owner from Carolina said, I wanted an offensive coach because this is an offensive league, mm-hmm. and you don't win anymore with defensive head coaches. And and hallelujah, isn't that true? I mean, right, the Sean McVeighs, sure, right, the uh, you know the Andy Shan- Reid, Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, um, even the guy from uh, Minnesota, um, O'Connell. Yeah, O'Connell. You know, I mean. Minnesota was obviously smoke and mirrors this year. They weren't as good as their record, but they're still exciting. Yeah. They, they still score points. Well, basically, just because the way the league is set up, you cannot have a defensive-minded head coach. Nope. And we have a defensive-minded head coach, and we also have a head coach that wants old, I know. conservative offensive coordinators. Jerry, do you, have you seen the list of people? Terrible. People? It was. It, it was. It. You know. I felt like when, when I read it, when I saw the list, I was like in the movie Major League. I wish we had him five years ago. We did, we did have him ten well, years ten ago. Years then, ago. right? <laughs> this guy is dead. This guy crossed him off. Then, right? That's. I feel like we're getting. Like we're bringing back the old guys from like nineteen. You know, from like two thousand five. It's like Anthony Lynn. I, I know, man. Isn't he like fucking seventy years old? I don't know how old he is, but I, I mean, look. Ron has made no bones about it. He said, I want to hire somebody that knows how to coach running backs. <laughs> and Ron is playing golf like during a senior bowl, which I don't give a shit about. Oh, I don't man. care. I don't care if you're there. If you have guys there, it doesn't offend me. What it does do is just the optics of it. It's just like a guy who's in control that doesn't want to do anything, who's a defensive guy, he's conservative, his offenses are boring, he's never going to take advantage of the rules or his personnel, mm-hmm. he's going to want a quarterback that just doesn't turn the ball over, and that shit hadn't won in 10, day, 10 years. That's right. That's right. And even then, you had to have some special happen. That's it. You had, you had to have the most elite pulling guard on the or, offensive or, line. Or the defense had to be amazing. That's right. Right? That's right. The old counter tray under Joe right. Gibbs, it I mean, just doesn't work anymore, You have man. to fucking score, man. I, and you have you. to spread shit out. Well, you know, I was thinking about it because Ron, Ron is a, he's a fossil in terms of his philosophy. But we, we talked about it. He has brought stability to right. the most despicable franchise in the league. Uh, he's done it with grace and class. Hundred percent answer. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I have nothing but respect for the guy. I just wish he had a. I just wish he had that little angel on his shoulder that slapped him and went, "Ron, you're the CEO. You can call yourself whatever you want. Get the hottest, youngest, most Get aggressive the- offensive coordinator and give him the keys to the Ferrari. Yes. Don't hire." <laughs> Don't buy a Lambo and then fucking Anthony Lynn drive because he's going to be in the slow lane <laughs> with his hazards on. And well, it's, I ah, mean, his philosophy is let's just get a quarterback that doesn't throw the ball, doesn't turn the ball over. I know. Um, you know, in, in two games, he'll have three touchdowns and one interception. That's what I want. That's right. Right? In two games. So and we'll be one and one 
Right. <laughs> we'll win 20 to 17 and lose 20 to 17. Yeah, <laughs> every game we either win by seven or lose by seven. Well, again, you said it. It's, it's a league that you have to score points to have uh, just because of the, Just because of the way the rules are set up now. Yeah. Sure. And the, the Carolina <laughs> owner gets it. Well, look at McDaniel down in Florida or uh, Miami, right. right? I mean, he he's a young, innovative guy. He got them right to because they ended up not making the playoffs. No, they made the playoffs. They oh, won. that's right. They did. Yeah. That's right. They did. Um, and they didn't have Tua. That's, that's exactly right. Um, the fact that he could get them to the playoffs is nothing short of a miracle. Right. And he had you got Tyreek Hill. You got some skill guys. You got some fast guys. You got Tua who likes to sling it. And he went, fuck it. We're just going to score. And look at that Baltimore game earlier in the year. They found a way to outscore Baltimore. Right. I mean, I, I, think you, I think you are starting to see the um, the young, innovative coaches are starting starting oh, yeah. to take over. Now, oh, yeah. Reed, you know, he's got he's got the quarterback, and he's pretty. I think he's pretty like savvy still. In he terms is savvy, of an offensive, but, but he's also got the uh, generational quarterback and. The enemy might be one of the best offensive minds. I mean, Maybe I don't see what I don't know because I have heard, and I think this is true, is that the enemy is the offensive coordinator, but Reed, everything goes through him. Okay, he's the decision maker. Um, and as which, far as offensive scheme, that makes sense. Which is why I think the enemy gets passed over a lot. I think you're right, and I'm not that high on him. I, I don't think he's as smart as is it appears to be based on Kansas City because I don't think he's Kansas City. I think he helps Reed. Mm-hmm. He's basic the way I view it is he's basically an assistant to Reed. Okay. But Reed is the guy who sort of game plans develops. I could be completely 100% wrong. Gotcha. But that has to make sense because nobody would pass him over unless there's something about his history that we don't know. I know he has some convictions from college, but I don't think there's anything major. Who's that? The enemy? The enemy. Yeah. Um there has to be a reason he keeps getting passed over. Um, oh, you mean for head coaching for jobs? For head coaching yeah. jobs. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's because most people know that really he's not the architect. I had heard <clears throat> he only half-heartedly put his name in the hat for a lot of those head coaching jobs because he's got it made. Yeah. He's basically getting paid like a head coach. Why the hell would he ever want to leave and come to Washington? See, see that's what I'm saying. That's the like, dumbest thing. You know, he's never even said he would interview. No, it's right. so funny to listen to our local uh, yeah. radio station well, talk about him. Here's why this is a great job. I'm like, <laughs> so, yeah, sell me that ketchup popsicle stick on a uh, yeah. hundred degree day. Yeah, go ahead, try that one. You know, I mean, come on, guys, really, give me a fucking break. This 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 job in Washington until the ownership group gets sorted out is a complete mess. Which is why if Ron wants to run it for another year. While we're still in limbo, go for it, buddy. Well, that's because, I mean, Ron has to deal with all this off-the-field shit. I know. Right? And, you know, God bless him. I think he's I think he's done an okay job. I'm not a hater. I'm not a Ron hater. I just don't hater. think they're ever going to be any – they're not going to be ultra-successful. No, I think I, your, 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 your ceiling with Ron Rivera is to make the playoffs and maybe win one game. That's your ceiling. I think you made this analogy previously on the pod. He reminds me a little of Turgeon. Really can't say a bad thing about the man. Oh, he's his. Uh, uh, as a man, he's amazing. Great. Yeah. As a man, great person. Runs a clean program. He says it like it is. The players play hard. Nobody yep. says a bad thing about him. Nope. I mean, when Turgeon left, it wasn't like the players were like, "Oh, thank God." They Nobody like, quits. Nobody you know? quits on him. Yeah. Exactly. But 
their ceiling's just not that high. I just think they're outdated. He's outdated. I think so, too. You know? I think the college he, landscape passed Turgeon by, and I think this current NFL has passed Ron by. I right. really do. You know? He's just he's just too conservative to have a totally ultra-successful year. Right. If they can win nine or ten games, it's because all the chips fell the right direction. Right. He, he got lucky on some That's of his right. games. The ball That's bounced right. his way. That's it. You know, you, you, that ugly game on the road and, and the other kicker misses an easy yeah. one. And the next thing you know, you win by two. And, you win and, 55% of your games instead of 45%, but it could go either way. Right. You right. Know? Right. And when you're playing games on such thin margins, you go, oh, you're a coin flip away from being 10 and 7. Yeah, you're also a coin flip away from being 4 and 13 because it could exactly. easily go the other way. Exactly. You know, yeah. um, and if you can't score points, you can't fucking win. Yeah. So that's it. I think you need somebody that can score a little more. Score some more points. Yeah, I mean, we need, <clears throat> we just need an infusion of youth, and it's got to start oh. at the top down with the coaching. At staff. the end of the day, it all starts with quarterback. That's it. <laughs> right. That's it. Yeah. You know, draft so. a co- quarterback. Draft a quarterback. Draft a quarterback. Draft I think that's what you got to do. Third, yeah. fourth, fifth round. Get your scouts out there. Go to the Senior Bowl. <laughs> figure right. out. Right. <laughs> figure out who. You know, doesn't have to be a diamond in the rough. It can just be somebody that's competent. Right. That. That looks well, they, the they may already they may have that with how they Maybe. very well may, but that's the whole point, right. you know. Do it again, do it again until you find your guy, you know. Right. So, you know, uh, I, I'm with you. I, I'd like the news to come sooner rather than later. March seems, I mean, it's only four weeks away, but it still seems like we should be hearing something. We should be soon. having some some sort of. Now, do you think the league suppresses it until after the Super Bowl? Maybe. And then says, okay, now you can have your, you know. I bet you Dan Snyder, if it wouldn't surprise me, what about Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday morning? He comes out with some breaking fucking news. They, like, they leak From it. his yacht. Right. <laughs> but I think it, that might be, that might be right. That might be right. The, the NFL could have said, Dan, we're not, we're not, we're not going to do this. Um, but it also wouldn't surprise me if Dan says, fuck you, and leaks it right, right <laughs> before. He's such a little snake. He is such uh, an asshole. All right, man. Anything else for the week? No, sir. All right, man. Go Terps. Go Terps. Caps, please get healthy. Please, for the love of God. Tom Wilson. Dude, whatever you got to do, man. Take the juice. I don't care. You know, <laughs> Get some Coke from Cozy. Whatever you got to do, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm in your corner. I, I know a good attorney. Jerry's got you. <laughs> uh, I know one, too. It ain't me. <laughs> Wigs, beers, and tears. Peace. Later.